to the Family Connections podcast, where we are connecting parents and families to God, each other, and the church. You see it all around social media. Someone posts a picture and or a comment and literally says, can I get a like? Why do you even have to ask for a like? Before you start thinking, it's just the youth of today or this up-and-coming generation, think again. Everyone wants a like. What we are really talking about deals with identity issues. More than any other time in history, today's kids are bombarded with things that adversely affect their process and context of identity development and self-esteem. The process of identity development is really answering the question, who am I? It has always been this way, but now social media has changed the playing field. A huge part of our talk today will deal with children's identity development in an age of social media. This also greatly impacts their self-esteem. So you might be wondering, what really is self-esteem? Simply put, it's how you view and value yourself. And a big indicator of self-esteem is how you describe yourself to others, which reveals what you think and feel about who you are. Yeah, and I would say... um You know, we do our best as parents to affirm our kids and teach them who they are, but there are other voices uh, influencing their identity as well, whether we want it to or not. And uh, how you relate to others contributes to your identity development. So when we talk about that, um, there's two different types of loneliness we want to address. So there's the social loneliness, uh, the feeling that you might lack enough friends. So you see on Instagram or Facebook, you can see how many friends you have, how many followers you have. Uh, For younger kids that are using an app like Snapchat, you can see how many people are opening their pictures and how many people are responding. Uh, So that leads to a social loneliness. But besides that, there's also an emotional loneliness. Uh, It's determined by the quality of friendships. Uh, Are these deep friendships? Are they, do they go beyond just liking a picture and into someone actually caring for you? And this doesn't relate necessarily to the quantity of friendships that you have. Um, But it really comes down to the depth of those friendships. And it's difficult to remember when kids especially are on social media that uh, everyone's putting their best foot forward. Nobody's sharing about their insecurities or sharing about their failures. um, But everyone wants people to see the super fun day that they had or the new toy or the new video game or whatever it is that they got. Uh, So that's often difficult for kids to process as well that um, everyone's putting on their best face. And uh, Mike, there's a study that you um, have looked into, right, that talks a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, in working with college students, one of the things is Donna Friedis did amazing research of college students and discovered some really startling truths about how they perceive themselves and others on social media. So a couple years ago, she wrote a book called The Happiness Effect, how social media is driving a generation to appear perfect at any cost. And it's interesting, and some of her findings is that social media is not the cogita ergo sum, right? That old thing of, I think, therefore I am. It's now, you like, therefore I am. And so it's interesting because we understand on, on one side that we're not defined by our likes or the lack thereof, but we still expect people to like what we post or what we say. Hmm. And of course, if there's no response or there's a negative response, 
it, and according to Frida, says that it makes us have a running tally of our self-worth. And, and she goes on to say that getting likes is a central part of performance of perfection and positivity. Kind of like what you said, you know, putting your best foot forward. So that all pictures, especially selfies, right, have to appear happy 24-7. And yet this really undermines authenticity and vulnerability. And a question in the back of everyone's mind is, What's my online image? So we're now in a culture of branding me, right? Keeping up my image. It's interesting that Frida saw that 79% of the 727 college students that she interviewed for this study agreed with the statement, my name is a brand and I need to cultivate it carefully. And that's really the reality of what college students uh, especially are going through right now. Yeah, and I think some of you might be listening to this and thinking, you know, this doesn't really apply to my stage of parenting. My kids are in elementary school or maybe early middle school ages. So, you know, this isn't really where I'm at right now. This might not be the podcast for me. But I think it's important to note that this is affecting our younger kids. And sure, they're not old enough to have a Facebook or Instagram account. But gosh, our kids are watching our every move. And they see the way that us as parents, uh, that we as parents... Uh, use social media and um, you know I see it all the time that parents and this includes myself I struggle with wanting to capture every single moment if I Mm -hmm. go to Disneyland and take a picture and I don't post it then how is everyone going to know that I had a really great day with my kids and there's even an expression that kids use these days that says pics or it didn't happen Uh, And so I think sometimes as parents, we struggle with that as well. Again, because we want to put our best face forward. We want people to know we had this really successful day and we took pictures. And sometimes that means we took 20 pictures to get the right shot. And we're telling our kids they need to look or we're putting them in unnatural poses so that we can show our friends on Facebook uh, that either we're good parents or that our kids have fun and that we're doing a lot of activities. And our kids pick up on that. Uh, whether it's for social media or it's even just a picture that we want to eventually put in a photo album or however it is that you save your pictures, our kids are picking up on that. And that's also processing how their identity is developing at a young age. So a big way that we talk about this is different masks that we put on or that we um, inadvertently teach our kids to put on. So one of those is the mask of perfections. Uh, perfection. And that mask says, I have to be perfect and I can only show people a completed project. So I can't show people my insecurities or my failures, but I can show them when I won or when I did well on something. So I'm not going to let you know that I was really bad at this thing for my first 10 tries. I'm just going to show you the 11th try that shows that I was successful and I did well. And I think there are a couple other masks, right, Mike? Yeah. And I think Along with perfection, there's this idea, and kids don't know this is happening when they're younger, but they start to put on this mask of, I'm going to be the good girl or the good boy, to, to do everything that's going to please others. And you don't have to be a people pleaser, just like for the perfection mask, you don't have to be a, a perfectionist, right? So the good girl, good boy mask is, I will do everything that you want me to do, but Sadly, that doesn't show us the condition of their heart, but they're trying to figure out their identity. How are they going to be liked by 
teachers and parents and coaches and their peers. And, and a third mask, it's kind of similar to the good girl, good boy mask, is that of the strong girl, strong boy mask. And, and that is that no matter what happens, I want you to see um, that I'm tough or that I've got it together and that I could um, do these things that are asked of me. And it's hard because wearing these type, types of masks doesn't exactly uh, share with others what their true identity is. So, Mike, what exactly is the difference between mask wearing and identity changing? Oh, that, that's a great question. Well, here's the thing that I'd like to mention, that mask wearing, and again, we're doing this not purposely saying, I'm going to put on this mask. It's just something of a default because mask wearing is really to gain the approval of others. We act in a certain way because we wonder, will others like me this way? Mm. And so it's almost like your skin's being picked for you. But identity changing or the transformation process of discovering who we are, our identity, is really not gaining approval of others, it's gaining self-approval. The question here is, do I like who I am? That I feel comfortable in my own skin? So, Mike, when you talk about mask wearing there, the definition of gaining approval of others, I think it's important to note that the opinions of others are fleeting, right? And mm. as adults, we know that trends change. We've seen trends change in our lifetime, but kids don't always know that. And it's such an easy concept that we can teach our kids that what's cool today might not be cool tomorrow or what feels like something we can't keep up with, uh, it's going to change. And so if something isn't right right now or kids don't like something right now, it's always going to be changing. So what's most important is that we teach our kids how to find their identity in something that is never changing. And that identity comes from asking the question, who am I in Christ? So there are so many verses in the Bible that answer that exact question. But just to focus on a few, one of those is Psalm 139 that talks about how we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we were knit together uh, by God himself. So at the very core of who we are, God has made us fearfully and wonderfully. Another verse is Ephesians 2.10 that says we are God's workmanship, and that's something that's never changing. Uh, you may have heard of the concept Imago Dei that says that we are made in the image of God. From before we were born, we have been made in that image. It's never going to change when all of the people around us change, when the trends around us change. Uh, that's unchanging, and God's view of them never changes. And what's important is that we remember that you, the parent, are the biggest human influencer in their lives when you come to that. Uh, kids will see how focused you are on your own image. That's a great point, Savannah. I think that one of the things for us as parents is really important, and this is a tool that we'd like to give to parents, is what we call the ID checkup. You know, How do we know how our kids are doing in their identity development, in their self-esteem, and how they're rooted in Christ? Just like going to the doctor for a physical checkup, our kids really need a holistic checkup. So here's some questions to ask. How do, they, how do they view themselves? How do they view others? How do they feel physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, and spiritually? Really gauge how they're doing. This helps us as parents to know how we can encourage, inform, and influence our kids to be rooted in Christ and to have the identity to deal with the issues of can I get a like that we get through social media, that we get through the development of our school years 
to get to a place to say who I am in Christ and how we as parents could help them in this development. Yeah, and Mike, I just want to wrap up by acknowledging that this may sound overwhelming, or we may be thinking, uh, my kid doesn't care what I think about them. They care what their friends think about them. And so how do I try and be a louder voice in that? Or how do I work past that? So we just want to encourage you as parents uh, to be firmly rooted in Christ yourself, to acknowledge every day uh, that you are made in Christ's image. And through that, your kids will see that. And some days you might feel like they're not picking up on it or they're not getting it or they just care what their friends think. But kids are soaking up everything that they're seeing with you. So parents, we just want to remind you that you are also fearfully and wonderfully made and you can trust in God that your kids are seeing that example when you are showing that to them. So thank you so much for joining us today as we talked about identity development. Uh, And as always, we look forward to catching up with you during our next podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode today. Family Connections podcast is hosted by the family ministry team of Cornerstone Bible Church. For resources and more information about the church, please go to cbcglendora.org. We would love to connect with you. Here are a couple of ways. Subscribe to Family Connections. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Interact with episode topics, ask questions, and share ideas on our site, familyconnections.buzzsprout.com. Do you like what you hear? Please leave a review. We look forward to being with you next time on the Family Connections podcast.